Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Uh, we are back at it, MEMSPA crew. This is your host, Ben Gilpin, and we are in season six, season six of the MEMSPA podcast. I am absolutely delighted. Uh, this year, this season, we are going to be completely doing something a little bit uh, different than we've done in the past. We've had uh, duos come on. We've had retirees come on. We have had the stars come on where people have uh, maybe the uh, the rock stars, so to speak. And this season is different from the standpoint of I am trying to infuse what does the beginning end of leadership, the beginning phase of leadership look like. And so that leads me into season six because we're constantly trying to grow leaders and we're trying to 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 find the next generation. And that leads me to today's guest, which I'm super excited about. Welcome, Allie Gray. Hi, Ben. I'm really excited to be here. I, it's an honor, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So Allie, so Allie is with Livonia Schools. Uh, she is at uh, Riley uh, Upper Elementary, and many of you probably know John Wenstrom. Allie, do you know John? I do. I do. He's uh, <laughs> in the office right next door to me. So... Uh... <laughs> So your your compadre, your uh, your partner in crime, John Wenstrom. We all know John. We see the Superman attire. We know he dresses up. My guess is this is the tail end of 2022. We're going to be pushing this out to people in 2023. But um, tis the season. This week or any time in the last few weeks, has John been dressing up? Yes. I actually sit here talking to you while he is Scrooge in the next room. So it's our spirit week and actually a spirit month. So he's been Scrooge. When everyone was wearing white, he chose to wear all black. So it was a little interesting. I think he may have, (laughs) I'm trying to check in on him, make sure he's good, but yes, dressing up. Yes. (laughs) And that also means if I know John, he pulls everyone in around him. That means you're dressing up as well. Yes. I I am a deer at this time. I am a reindeer (laughs) And we're actually recording a song this week because we're predicting a snow day on Friday due to a massive winter storm happening. So we're singing, we're dancing, playing guitar, having lots of fun here at Riley. Well, that's so much fun. And that's and that's part of what we want to also get out and share with people as well. But Allie, could you tell our audience, could you let the leaders around Michigan and beyond know, how did you get to the point you are right now? What's your journey look like? Yeah. So originally, when I went to school, I didn't really want to go into education because my mom was a a counselor and a teacher, and I just kind of was a rebel and didn't want to do what she did. And I changed my major, I think, five or six times and ultimately ended up being in teaching. I wanted to teach preschool. So a lot of my first teaching experience was in preschool. And then I realized like I'm having anxiety issues because there's so many little people around me all day (laughs) and it was too much. So surprisingly, I was placed in a fifth grade class and I loved it. Like that age group I fell in love with. So I, after my internship, I taught second grade, I taught fourth grade, and then I taught sixth grade. Around the time I was teaching sixth grade, I started to feel like I wanted to do more. Like I wanted to get out of my classroom and just be in other classrooms and see what's happening. 
So I didn't necessarily want to be a principal because I thought I couldn't handle it. I thought it was going to be too stressful. I have, I've actually always had kids when I was teaching and I had my daughter really young and little did I know that, you know, looking back now, I'm like, it's a different kind of stress, but we can talk about that later. But so I went into by my, I had a great mentor um, in my old building. I'm not sure if I should say names here. <laughs> You're perfectly fine. But John Bricky and Lisa Fenchel, they were amazing mentors for me. And they pushed me to do the aspiring administrator cohort in Oakland County. And that changed everything because I got to actually go in and see what a principal does all day. But it was not easy to get here because my daughter will tell me, mom, you failed four times when you were interviewing for a job. And I said, yes, yes, my dear, I know. However, I really am in the right spot. You, you end up where you're supposed to be. So here I am. <laughs> That's a great attitude. And the vulnerability that you just shared about um, some of the setbacks and some of the journey, my guess is as people listen to this, there's going to be some relatable pieces to it. And there's also going to be some people that listen to it that I would hope say to themselves, that doesn't look like, because oftentimes we see these pictures and these analogies that these roads to leadership, it just looks like almost a staircase and it's nice and even. And it's just one step after the other, when oftentimes it's this crazy up and down and back and forth, almost a picture in my own mind that says, no, that's actually real. That's what it, that, that's what it looks like. And you're going to be faced with setbacks. You're going to be faced with doubts and ultimately you know, it's who we surround ourselves. It's facing some of those fears and taking the leap. And that's what I hear about that part of the journey. And I love that um, from your story. You essentially answered the first question that, um, you know, it essentially was what drew to you to want to be a leader. And, and you just kind of walked us through that. So I think that's going to lead us into question number two. And I'm looking for your perspective on this. What is a critical area that you would say you would say educational leaders should have blank. What is something that you believe educational leaders should have? A trait, a quality. Yeah, I think one, I don't know if it's a trait or a quality, but I just think the ability to listen is one thing that I've found is really key. A lot of the time, when whether it's parents, whether it's students, whether it's teachers, people just want to be heard. Like they may not need an answer to a problem. There might not be an answer to a problem, but they need to feel like, and they need to be heard. So that also leads to, they need to also feel comfortable sharing with you. So that requires a level of, I'm okay being vulnerable. You know, obviously there's a boundary, you know, big, big Brene Brown, big Brene Brown fan, but I think Ooh, me that's- Me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the key to be to let to be able to sit down with somebody and just say I'm here for you. I'm listening to you. And also and that can be hard because especially being new, like it's it can be really easy to take things personally and that's something, you know, I keep trying to focus on, you know, your compass is what's best for students, right? So like if I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you at the end of the day is this what's best for kids? That's what's helping me, you know, kind of work through when I hear something that's really challenging to hear. Well, did I make that decision because of this or because it's really what's best for these kids? So so that's one key thing I think leaders need to do is just really listen. 
I think, and especially now, you just never know what people are going through. You never know what people are going through. So to be able to sit down and listen with somebody and say, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And you may do things that are outside of your job description in this role. Like you may be doing things that you'd never expect because, you know, you're that person that people look up to in your school. You're that, you're that person that is the rock. And that can be hard, you know, especially, you know, when, when you don't have the answers. So I lean really heavily on the people who are smarter than me in my district. And I call them when I need help, because that's, that's what makes us, I think that's what makes you a strong leader. You don't have to know everything, but you have to feel okay calling and asking for help. Mm. And building a network. And building a network. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, for you, you've got, you've obviously you've got John, mm-hmm. so, so he's a great one to lean on, but also during, as you kind of go on this leadership journey, building your own network is going to be important. People that you can pick up the phone and, and lean into, you know, one thing that you, that I would love to kind of push into is when you don't know. So I remember back in my early years as, as a principal, there were certain experienced staff members that were very knowledgeable and very good. And when they came to me, I almost felt as if I didn't have an answer. I almost felt as though I looked weak, especially from some of the experienced staff members. It's taken me time to be a little bit more comfortable in my own skin and say, just like what you just said, you don't always have to have all the answers and asking questions and having a network and leaning on others. But I also acknowledge that there is a pressure sometimes that we put on ourselves to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just the reality. And, and we have to, what's been really important for me is trying to give myself the grace of not having all the answers. And I, yeah. And I think, I think people respect that too. Like I don't, I think they can tell if you're making something up or if you're, you know, a lot of the times you just, you, people start talking in circles, kind of like I am right now when I'm nervous, you know, but, um, (laughs) but like, I think it's not right to try. It's too much pressure to put on yourself to think you have to have all those answers. It's okay. Like, and I think I've, I think I have a great spot to learn that in and being an assistant principal because it's a great spot to start because I can ask for help with from John right there. And then the days he was out at the MEMS book conference, mm-hmm. I didn't go this year. I can't wait when I can go, but I never call my supervisor. Like I never, ever call him because John helped me. <laughs> I called him like eight times in like one day. I was like, hi again. Hi. So, <laughs> because it's just like, I'd rather call him and ask for help than have to apologize. And he, he would have said, you should have called me, you know? So so let's take a quick second. So I want to, I love the fact that number one, um, you're looking forward to going to MEMSPA. Yeah. MEMSPA is, and it's fantastic. It's a great conference. I've, I've been to so many conferences around the state and around the country. MEMSPA always takes the cake just and it's such a great group of people to be around, but you were given the chance to lead the building. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you, I've gone to MEMSPA probably over 10 times in my career and for several years, I have tried to put someone in the position as the lead person, um, not necessarily giving them the title of principal, but as the lead person. And so I'm just going to lean into some experienced principles. When you're out of the building, having someone step forward and, and get a little taste of leadership is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think 
what John did and John leaving to go to MEMSPA and having Allie in charge, Allie, we would have loved to have had you at MEMSPA, but you got some very quality on the job, on the go training that can only happen if you stayed in the building. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you feel it. I mean, you feel it. Like I worked a little bit later. I was a little bit more, little bit more stressed, but like really it just, I leaned on my team. I leaned on my team and I asked, I was like, Hey, (laughs) so I'm, I am lucky to have the team I have, but um, yeah, it was great. Great opportunity. Well, let's, let's shift to question three, question three, a little bit lighter. Allie, what are two things most people don't know about you? So when I think about that question, the one thing is that I actually skipped kindergarten. I was I, I made up for it. I made up for it. I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I got you covered, Allie. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's probably a better route because I'll tell you what, like I was reading well and I don't even think they really do that anymore. You know, I just, it's just like socially, I was really behind. Like I tried to do things that kids were doing and I was not ready and I got in lots of trouble. And, but I will say, I think that is one of the reasons that I love this role so much because I did struggle so much in school with like social things. I can just see it in kids. I can see it and I can help them and I can, you know, connect with them. So that's one thing. And then the other thing, and I don't know if this is cool or if this is typical. So we have around 650 kids in our school and I really do struggle with first names for whatever reason. I know their last names. Like if someone's like, I'm like, tell me your last name again. And they think I know their first name. You know, I'm like, tell me your last name. And they say like Johnson. I'll be like, oh, Timmy. Like I, it just clicks. It's like, I can see it in my brain. And then (laughs) I don't know if that's cool, but that's something that I've learned about myself. But it's all about the sports, right? So uh, if we think about it in sports, everybody wears the the last name on their, on the back of their Jersey. Mm. So there you go. There you go. It's like, yeah, maybe you got that angle. (laughs) There you go. Okay, that's good. Okay, so you skipped kindergarten and you're a last name. Uh, that That is a gift. So well done on that. I think so. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so last question. Really to kind of wrap up episode one of season six. So from your perspective, you know, you have, we, we've heard your journey. We've heard some of the ups and downs and back and forth. If you were to lean in, if you were, if you were to sit down with a, with a teacher leader or if you were to, to to go into some type of an ed leadership class and someone was thinking about becoming a principal, what advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. I would think about, I would strongly recommend that you go shadow a principal for a day or two. Because when I originally got this role, one of my good friends was like, what does an assistant principal do all day? And I was like, I don't, I don't really know, but I'm excited. You know, (laughs) I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And it turns out I love it, which is great, but it is such a fast, my role, at least my, it is a fast paced job. I don't stop all day. I love it. But I think some people are scared of that. I think some people think that's too much, too stressful, but I would also argue that Teaching is also an extremely stressful position. I think education in general is an extremely stressful job because we, our job is so high stakes. So it's a different kind of stress being a principal. Like 
I, but I see it as an opportunity. Like every day I can do something different to help a different student. Like I'm not just working with 30 kids in my class. I'm working with 650. So I would say, I would say, ask if you can shadow somebody, ask if you can get coverage and go and shadow, walk around with your principal for half a day and just kind of see what you do. Because I don't, I don't think teachers know because you make it look, principals make it look kind of easy, maybe that they sit in their office and don't do a whole lot, or they make it seem like they're always stressed out and sad, which hopefully is not the case. Maybe we shouldn't put that part, but uh, yeah, it's all good. It's real. It's, it's the real. It's real. I mean, yeah. and it can be, there are days where it's like, my God, like what is happening? You know, but then there are other days where it's just the best. Like I, I think one of the things, cause I was talking to my old, not old, previous principal. And <laughs> I was like, why? I was very stressed at the end of teaching. I'm not going to lie. I was just in a place where I was struggling. And I think it's because I just wanted to do more. Like, I just felt like I just want to work with more kids. It wasn't the best fit for me anymore. But I asked him, I was like, why is my job like on paper? It looks so crazy, but why am I less stressed? And he goes, because like teaching when you're in the classroom, it almost is like a constant level of chaos or noise or sensory input, like all day, but more constant. But like as an administrator, you have moments of your day where there's no, it's just awesome. Like there's no, nothing bad's happening. Nothing. It's just kind of like la-di-da. But then there are moments in your day where it's like, whoop, goes like high spike, high, high stress, but then it can go back down. So it's just a better fit for my personality, but I also don't stop. I also don't sit down. So I would say go shadow maybe one or like a couple of different people and see what they do and see if you feel like it's a good fit. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I think that, you know, on the job experience, Mm -hmm. uh, getting a different lens, um, really important. And I, and I think, I think it's also important. I would just simply add, sometimes we as educators, we get caught up in this spot where we see ourselves at the building we are currently in. And having an open mind to, I may end up being in in a different spot, and that's okay. So that would just be my other two cents to this. But um, Allie, this has really been fantastic. This is, you know, you have basically kicked off season six, really with the, the message of, you know, we are all learners, we're all growing. And as leaders, it's important that we're growing the next generation. I know that um, your office is is right next door to John. John's a great friend of mine, and I know that it's important to him to help the next generation. And I also know that throughout the entire state of Michigan, that's what we do for one another. So with that being said, I appreciate you coming on, Allie, and thank you for sharing your story. Everybody, as you, as you check this out, reach out to Allie. Um, give her a little shout out Um you can find her on social media. You can find her on Twitter. You can find her on all the all the avenues. And she is definitely an up-and-coming leader in MEMSPA that is going to continue to do great things. So thanks again, Allie. Thanks for having me. It was great. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and, and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MEMSPA chat Thursday nights. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.